Welcome to the Laptop Empires podcast. My name is Mike Yonda. If you've never been to the show before, we're glad to have you here as a first-time listener. For all of you that are regular listeners of the show, we've got a totally different style of episode for you today. In fact, you're really not going to hear me or Bobby talk very much at all. What I want to do is I want to share with you a recording from a live training we did this week inside of our coaching community here at Laptop Empires. It's something that we did for, you know, the thousand students that are in our community. I brought in a special guest, a good friend of mine, Brian Grasso, who is really one of the leaders in the mindset space. And we really believe that mindset is a huge impact like a great percentage of your success as an entrepreneur and building an online business. And in our community, we have a lot of people, you know, over the last two years, we've got people that are just starting their journey. It's their first business. They're trying to learn all of these things. They might feel a little overwhelmed. We have people that have maybe been at it a little while and they're, you know, maybe they're not quite there yet. They're still getting through some of those early bumps and bruises, or maybe they had some early success and then some things happen and they're starting to ride those kind of ups and downs. And then we have people that are really, you know, they're doing well. They've replaced their income. They've left jobs. They're doing this full time. They're doing great with their, their side hustle. They've turned it into a full time gig. But, you know, there's a lot of mental aspects that go with that too. And just balancing and the responsibility and the weight of trying to support your family and yourself when you don't have that regular paycheck. And so whatever stage of this entrepreneurial journey that you're on, mindset is incredibly important, which is why we had Brian come in to talk to our communities. And he's going to tell you a little bit about his background, but Brian has been in this space for years. He's very educated. He talks about the science of it and not just that woo-woo stuff. We even talk about the kind of woo-woo idea that is wrapped around certain uh, things in the mindset industry. But it's very science-based. He's worked with Olympic and professional athletes. I mean, we're talking gold medal winners. He is doing work with schools all across Miami, working with a, a celebrity that brought them in to help with the school programs that they're doing. They do all kinds of stuff, him and his wife, Carrie. And he was gracious enough to come on and do this training for our, our students and they loved it. We had a huge response to it. And so I wanted to take this recording and share it with y'all. So it's a little different. You're not going to hear, uh, you know, Bobby on the recording. You're not going to hear me very much. You're mostly just going to hear Brian talking to you about mindset and most importantly, sharing with you actionable information, things that you can do. He says in the recording, he doesn't think it's valuable unless he gives you tasks to complete things to do. So he's going to share four 
tasks that you can do to improve your mindset and have more success, more, you know, not have to rely on motivation, have better with the discipline, like all the different things that go into it. It's going to help you out. It's huge. I do this myself. I'm really excited to share this with you. And so on that note, I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to hop off. I'm going to stop talking. I'm going to let you listen. But please, before we jump in, do me a favor, subscribe to the podcast tell your friends about it. You know, we want to make sure you never miss an episode. You can subscribe on Spotify, Apple, Stitcher, Google, wherever you want. We're there. So subscribe. Thank you so much for listening and enjoy this episode with our special guest, Brian Grasso. My background is pretty simple. I I worked as a performance coach for nearly 20 years, primarily with the mental, emotional performance of high-end athletes. So I traveled around the world with national team Olympic and pro athletes from every sport you could possibly imagine. Working at that that high-end peak of making sure their competition they prepped as much as possible. Now, the way Carrie and myself got into what we do now is that my wife is a clinical counselor. I have a PhD in counseling and my wife's a clinical counselor. She's a far better counselor than I could ever hope to be. But uh, her specialty was with uh, kids who had special needs. She worked a lot with addicts uh, and a variety of people who are more in triage care than high performance. But, you know, when we first got together, we started talking about our respective specialties. We started recognizing how similar everything we did in those demographics we served, how similar everything was. And that brings you back to Mike's point uh, regarding some of you perhaps in the group or on this call might refer to the mindset world as a bit more woo-woo. Let me address that because by and large it is. Now, I'm not being cynical and I'm not being negative towards other people, but the reason that mindset gets dubbed with the tag of woo-woo is because most experts make it that. Uh, When you start talking about laws of attraction and powers of positive thinking, you're dipping well into the metaphysical nonsense that mindset is not. Mindset is, is science. It's based in brain chemistry. How does the brain work? How do we know the predictability of the brain? And how can we stimulate it in the right direction to produce the results we want? And that includes everything from business success to depression, anxiety, and everything, sport performance, addiction, and everything in between. The human brain is unbelievably powerful. It's also unbelievably stupid in that it doesn't always know why it's doing something, but we have to stimulate it properly in order for it to do what we want it to do. And when we do that, it's predictable as anything in the world. So that's kind of the overarching introduction to me. Mike, did you have specific questions? You want me to just kind of ramble on about a, about a few things related to it? No, I just wanted you to talk about whatever you think is best to talk about. Like I mentioned, Perfect. you know, we've got people here that are just starting, you know, they're one month into this entrepreneurial journey and they're learning to be freelancers and to do things. And, you know, they're trying to find clients and might be frustrated with that in the early goings. Mm-hmm. We've got people here that have completely replaced their income and have left their jobs and are doing this and scaling and growing the team. Like, so we kind of cover the whole spectrum and it's just one of those things, like, as you know, like when you're building a business, there are ups, there are downs, you have to have more self-discipline, you have to motivate yourself. There's all these different types of things. And so just from your perspective, like if you're talking to this, this group of new entrepreneurs, like what should they be doing or focusing on to build this strong mindset and to be more successful in their business? Perfect. I love that topic, guys. And trust me, I could tell you I could talk for the next four hours, but I won't bore you. I only have about 25 minutes, but that's all we need, okay? A couple of things I want to start off the bat with is that I don't think I do a good job 
for you unless I give you things to do. This is not theoretical. This is not just a discussion about mindset. I'm going to give you four exercises that you need to do every single day. And if you do them every single day, your mindset will adjust accordingly to the direction you want it to travel. That's the first thing. Okay. The second thing is we'll break down some of the barriers of the language and what what is woo-woo and what isn't about the science of mindset and how we tailor ours to, to what we want it to be. Mike was spot on. Entrepreneurialism is, I would wager a guess, 75% mindset, 25% tactical. Now that sounds a little extraneous and a little bit kind of picked out of nowhere, but right now the bulk of people carrying myself work with are, are very high-end CEOs and massive corporations to entrepreneurs at every level of the spectrum, people who are in the nine-figure range and people who are barely in the five-figure range. So we, we know the entrepreneurial circuit and the business circuit very, very well as it relates to mindset. And I can promise you that the best tactics in the entire world will fall short of where your mind takes them. Okay. And that's something you have to remember. If the brain isn't willing, the tactic doesn't matter. And, and that is an unbelievably important takeaway from this particular call. So let me start with all of this from a science standpoint and a practicality standpoint. Okay. When we say mindset, we're talking about two different things. Okay. We have a human brain. We all have a brain. It's, it's a physical property. It's in our heads. And that's one aspect of mindset. The other aspect is the unconscious mind, which is ethereal. It's non-local to a particular place. By and large, even quantum physicists are, while they're starting to in, no one necessarily knows where the, where the unconscious mind exists. It's, it's purported to be in this unconscious field uh, at the quantum level that we all have access to. But you know, now I'm getting into the woo-woo territory, so I'll reel myself back. The reason I bring it up is to understand that mindset involves both of those things. And if you appreciate the science of how it all works, then you appreciate how to stimulate it properly. The human brain, by and large, its job is to execute the playbook that the unconscious mind is telling it to execute, okay? One of our favorite expressions is going upstream. So many entrepreneurs run into troubles of anxiety, depression, impatience, uh, procrastination, overthinking, overwhelm, overcomplicating. Am I speaking to any of you yet? Because I, I guarantee you've, you've been in, in any or all of those at some point in your entrepreneurial lives, okay? But all of that, everything I just said is human brain based. It's the gray matter that is running a circuitry based on what the unconscious stimulus is sending it from a playbook's uh, perspective. One of the problems with the whole mindset industry is that it always seems to be about the power of positive thinking will beget better habits, better actions, better behaviors. Or, or another way of, of phrasing it that I've seen phrased is, uh, you know, if you want to end procrastination, here are the 21 ways you can end procrastination. But the problem is those are all end results, okay? In the physical world, those are end results of something in the, in the upper circuitry that isn't sending the right signal. Does that make sense? So if we're going to try to end procrastination, end overthinking, end anxiety, end depression, mitigate impatience, we have to go upstream to where the signal is coming from and what it is sending our brain to execute. Everything in the physical world, our procrastination, our overthinking, so on and so forth, is the end result. We don't attack that. We attack what's causing that. If you're in the fitness or health industry, you, you know exactly what I'm talking about. If your knee is sore, more often than not, your knee is actually not the problem. It's a contralateral hip that is creating an imbalance that's manifesting itself in the opposite knee. 
The same is true for procrastination, overthinking, depression, anxiety. They're manifestations of an upstream issue, okay? So that being said about everything, the four exercises I'm going to give you today attack, deal with the upstream problem. And I don't like to call it a problem because that often leaves people feeling as though they're broken or bent and you're neither of those things. You just have bad program, okay? The unconscious mind, for all of the uncertainty we have about where it exists, we know very scientifically what it does. So here's what the unconscious mind does, okay? You have influences and experiences in your life. They happen from an early childhood and they're perpetual, meaning you still have them today. As an entrepreneur, you probably are familiar with that quantification. Look at your five closest friends or the people, the five people closest to you. That's a mirror of your life. Have you ever heard that before? And it's true. The reason it's true is because those are our most direct influences. And all of the influences and experiences we have drive in the unconscious our perceptions. What do we think is possible for us? What do we think we're capable of? What uh, do we think are our skills or our weaknesses? Those are all perceptions, okay? Another way of looking at it is economies. It never ceases to amaze me. When I listen to entrepreneurs talk about the economy, I know who's going to succeed and who's not. Because someone with a bad perception or a non-serving perception will be constantly worried about you know, looming forecasts of recession. Someone who's successful, who has a serving perspective, will always find the opportunity, always. So perception comes from influence and experience. And what does perception drive into? It drives into belief systems. Now, belief systems are the hardest thing in the world to change. Why? Because you believe yours is right. It doesn't matter what we're talking about. It doesn't matter what the topic is. But if you believe you're not going to do well in Mike Yanda's program, you're probably not. If you believe that your capacity has this ceiling, it'll only ever have that ceiling. Your belief systems drive the engine of your unconscious, but they're built off of influences and perceptions. Now, what do belief systems drive? They drive expectations. What I believe is true, I expect to happen, and then boom, it does. Okay, that's where the unconscious meets the conscious brain at expectations. And it's not hard to understand. I just want to make sure I'm delivering it in a way that you pick it up. If you're procrastinating, overthinking, overwhelmed, anxious, impatient, it's because you have an expectation barometer that is set to a non-serving temperature, pure and simple. You expect things to be complicated. You expect them not to work for you. You expect them to take longer than, than you wish they would. Mike Yanda could give you the greatest program on the face of the earth. And I know the guy, he probably has. But if your expectations aren't at a certain level, you will self-sabotage your efforts unquestionably. Because all of the actions you take every day, all of the habits you carry, and all of the behaviors you keep day in and day out, they are the end result of those expectations, belief systems, and perceptions. So I could spend a lot of time helping you absolve overthinking or end procrastination or, or reduce anxiety, but that would be the same as me putting a Band-Aid over a gaping gunshot wound. In order to help you really create sustainable change, I have to help you go upstream into your perceptions, belief systems, and expectations. So these four exercises do exactly that, okay? And I like to give them in order. Meaning, if you're only going to do one of them, start with this one, okay? Here it is. 
Count your wins. Now, whether you like to know it or like to believe it or otherwise, more often than not, you complain on a regular basis. If you're not complaining out of your mouth, you're complaining in your head or you're worried about something or you're questioning if something's going to work for you or you're overstressed about something. Believe it or not, that's the way human brain has evolved. We evolved as an animal who's constantly on the uptake for potentially dangerous situations. So it's none of our fault that we tend to be complaining or negative oriented, but we want to condition the brain to perspectify the world in a different way. Count your wins is simple. Before you go to bed every single night, grab a notebook. I know it's not technologically advanced, but it's, it's scientifically more effective than typing. Take a notebook and a pen. Sit quietly for 30 seconds to five minutes and recount your day in your head. Make a single enumerated list that essentially is everything good that happened to you today, everything that you moved along forward in your business, everything you did that aligned to the goals you claim you have. It's the most subtle, basic exercise on the face of the earth, and it serves so many purposes. Number one, it re-regulates your perceptions. This is like taking a magic pill, and I, I actually challenge you to this. If you do nothing else on this call, count your wins every day for 10 days. Just do that. And by day 11 or 12, if you don't start recognizing that you're seeing the world in a different lens, then I'll, I don't know, I'll, I'll eat my pen. I don't know what to say beyond that. But count your, count your wins for 10 days. It is a life changer that you don't even recognize how powerful it is. It never does it work as long as you do it consistently. Our big equation is simplicity plus consistency. Do simple things, do them every day. They always equal success. Count your wins is the number one of our four exercises we ask everybody to do. So you start to re-regulate the upstream perception in the unconscious if you count your wins on a regular basis. That's number one, okay? Number two, if you only have time or desire to do two of my exercises, the next one I'd want you to do is called review your direction. Okay, now, as you can probably tell, I'm a talker, and I could spend, honestly, guys, four hours with you all. But I'm trying to quicken the pace for you and for my time, but mostly so you get worth from this call. Reviewing your direction is absolutely essential, and here's why. If we're all in a big basketball court together, and we're all kind of huddled at midcourt, and I say to you all, okay, guys, pick a spot on the floor and walk to it. And that's the only instructions I gave. Here's what would happen. You'd all look at me and then each other, uncertain about the expectation. And then you'd kind of watch everybody else to see what they were doing as you uncomfortably just started plotting a place to go and walk to. Now, once I saw you in motion, if I put a chair in your way, you'd probably look at me, wonder why I just did that, look at the chair, be uncertain of what to do, and then maybe turn 90 degrees that way and just pick a different direction, okay? If you don't have a clear direction, you can't ever get there. Directions can change. Things can evolve. But if I were to do that exact same exercise and I'd say, look, it, I've got all of your first names on a piece of paper and I tape them around the basketball court. All you need to do is go find your name and go right to that spot. Well, you know exactly what to do. And you know exactly where to go. And if you were on your way to your name and I put a chair in your way, what would you do? You'd walk around it because you know where you're supposed to end up. 
The human brain, see, that's what I'm saying. The human brain is stupid. It, it, it doesn't perceive real from imagined particularly easily. So if you just give it the right stimulus, it does what it's told. Reveal your direction means quite simply, you mentally or you write down or you verbally talk about where this is all leading for you every single day. What do you want from Mike's course? What do you want for your business? Where do you want this to end up? And people often ask, Carrie and myself, isn't that redundant to basically think about, talk about, write down the same kinds of things every single day? Yes. Yes, it's redundant because the brain needs to be pre or reprogrammed. Right now, for lack of a better term, you guys are like lost farts in a wind. The wind blows that way, so you go that way. The wind blows that way, so you go that way. We want to regulate you to a destination that you keep top of your mind every single day. Writing it down is good. Thinking about it's great. Talking about it is best. There's an amazing synaptic connection that happens in the gray matter of your brain when you articulate on a regular basis. And if you want proof of that, consider how often, even test yourself. Note how often every single day you complain, you say negative things, you do anything like that. Imagine how many reps your brain has heard you talking about that. And then think about your life in contrast. Reps matter. So what Kara and I advocate is within this group, if you so like, pick a partner. And every single day, communicate with each other. I'm not going to tell you to do it on Mike's board, but pick up a phone, grab a Zoom line, and start talking to each other. And on a regular basis, talk to each other about where you're going to end up. It's going to change everything about your belief systems, which is also upstream. Okay, third exercise, if you don't want to do all four, you only have time or desire for three, the third most powerful exercise is called imagine your outcome. This was a little different. It sounds like review your direction, but it's a little different. Here's why. The unconscious mind works off of emotion as it does anything else. You got into this for a reason. Maybe it was to create freedom financially in your life. Maybe it's because you want to serve other entrepreneurs. I don't know your reason, your why, but you do. And that why, your reason's got emotion attached to it. The feeling of freedom, the feeling of liberty, the feeling of getting out of one job or, or money-making opportunity in your life and converting it to something you have more passion for. Everything I described comes with freedom or a sense of emotion of some kind. What I want you to do is in your off time during the day, and I'll explain that in a second, I want you to imagine what this all looks and feels like when you've gotten there. Now, what is off time? You probably take a shower every day. You're pretty unconscious during that shower, meaning you're not consciously thinking about what you're doing. You probably drive somewhere every day, which believe it or not, is actually a very unconscious process. So your brain is free to work. You probably eat every single day. And while you're eating, you're watching something on your phone or whatever it is. Those are all off times during the day. If I can get you imagining your outcome three, four, five times a day, what it does is it re-regulates the narrative of your unconscious. Essentially, you become your own influence. So wins help us change our perception. Review our direction helps us change our belief systems. Imagining our outcome starts to change our influence. See how we've gone upstream completely 
We're not talking about procrastination or overthinking or anxiety or depression because those things all get solved by themselves. When we go upstream to get to the root cause of why they're there. Part of the mission my wife and myself have is to change everything about the psychological industry, especially because of the fact that right now, one in every four Americans are currently on prescribed mental health medication. That's not acceptable to me, especially when we know scientifically there's a better way. So imagine what happens when we finally get entrepreneurs understanding that overwhelm, overthinking, procrastination, uh, depression, anxiety are manifestations of a greater root problem that they can attack on its own. Imagine your outcome changes the narrative. It attacks the influence side of the unconscious at large. Now, let me give you a quick overview of what all of that leads to before I give you the last exercise. Our unconscious mind takes in quite literally billions of micro pieces of data every single day. Billions with a B. Some scientists estimate it into the trillions. So what does that mean? It means that at any moment in the day, we are taking in all kinds of information that we can't possibly process consciously. So our unconscious basically filters it all in and tells us what is the most important thing for us to know or most important things for us to know. But that filter in the unconscious I just talked about, that filter is what gives us the conscious material to know what is the most important thing in any given moment. Now, if your unconscious filter is set to lack, to scarcity, to worry, to fear, to anxiety, to I'm not good enough, I'm not smart enough, this will never work for me, all of this incoming data filters through that bias. And that's the data our conscious brain receives, then we act on that. Count your wins helps you change your perception, review your direction, your belief systems, and imagine your outcome, your influence. So basically, we re-regulate the entire bias filter that this incoming data is going through. If you start to see the world as opportunity, if you start to see yourself as completely in control with the end result in mind, knowing that today is a necessary part of that puzzle, and then we're going to count our wins at the end of the day to show our efficacy. If that's the filter we attach to the unconscious, imagine how much the story changes. This incoming data being filtered through to our conscious brain, it changes everything. All of a sudden, we feel like we can do it. All of a sudden, we're understanding Mike's lessons even better than we did before. And we're applying them simply and efficiently. Entrepreneurial success is not at all about working harder. Hustle and grind. The 90s called. They want their business model back. Nobody should be hustling and grinding. Replace hustle and grind with efficiency and simple and effective. I don't work more than three hours a day, not because I'm better than you or because my business is so successful, I employ all these people. I only work three hours a day because in those three hours, I am unbelievably effective. I am unbelievably efficient and simple. And all because all of this is not in the way. Speaking of in the way, that leads me to my very last of the four. We call these, by the way, our four pillars. The last of the four pillars, number four, is learn your language. 
Now, let me be clear. Learn your language might have the greatest power attached to it of all the pillars, but it's the one that very few people want to walk into willingly. And here's why. Are you aware right now as you're sitting there listening to me, are you aware that inside your head, you speak to yourself in a way that you would never let anybody else talk to you? You are mean to yourself. You are nasty to yourself. You are horrible to yourself. You call yourself names. You, you refuse to accept the goodness of you. You know that's true because it's true for all of us. Learn your language is when you stop allowing that to be your reality. Your thoughts form your reality, which is like a self-help jargony fortune cookie. It happens to be scientifically true because the way we think completely directs our actions, habits, and behaviors. If we think better, we act better. If we think better, we behave better. If we think better, we habituate ourselves better. Everything from going from five figures to six, six figures to seven, having 25-year addicts quit cold turkey and never relapse, having Olympic athletes vault unbelievably unexpectedly into winning a gold medal. These four exercises has done all of that. I've worked with Olympic gold medalists, every entrepreneur at every spectrum you could possibly imagine addicts and this is what we use as the foundation to teach all of it if you would just sit with a journal every single day in the morning as opposed to wins which is at night and you would sit in a quiet space for 30 seconds to five minutes and be unedited uncensored don't try to count your gratitudes or or do anything shifty in journaling just listen to what you're saying just listen and as you hear it as you feel it maybe emotionally just write it down and don't be surprised if you don't like what you read, because odds are you have language in your unconscious that is not serving you. And unless or until we become aware of that language, it'll hold us back forever. Truly, it'll always be your self-sabotage mechanism. And in the couple seconds I have left, this is a story I love to tell. Just pretend for a second you're in a boat and the horizon you can see, like you're in a canoe and you can see the beautiful vista of the horizon and that's where you want to be. That's your own personal promised land, okay? And you've got an oar in your hand and you want to row yourself out to that space. That's what a lot of you are doing right now. And Mike Yanda says, hey guys, here's tactically how you row that boat better to make sure you get in that horizon, into that vista. So you take Mike's advice. You start rowing exactly in the tactical ways he's asking you to. Okay, great. And then there's a motivational speaker somewhere on the, on the shore who's saying, come on, row, row faster, row hard. You can row better than that. You give it all your power, all your might. You want to get into that vista. So you start getting the verb. You start rowing faster and faster and faster and faster. A lot of the time, you don't go anywhere. Or if you do, it's not as far as you want. What I'm telling you is it doesn't matter the tactics or the motivation behind the rowing. Unless you turn around and realize that your canoe is tied to the dock, you're not going to go anywhere. You've got to untie the canoe. And as soon as you do, everything just gets a lot easier, a lot more simple. Sometimes you just put the row away and you put the oar down and the, the, the current just takes you out to where you want to be. That's mindset. Mindset is the greatest linchpin of success in anything. Business weight loss, sporting success, 
happiness, relationship success, you name it, mindset matters most. If you count your wins, review your direction, imagine your outcome and learn your language, you will effectively untie your canoe from the dock and then everything will just start working way more efficiently. So I could go on and on and on, <laughs> but I hope that gave you at least, like I said, I don't consider it doing a good job unless I give you stuff to do. Speaking in theory is wonderful, but I came to play and I wanna make sure you guys walk away from this with actual things, okay? Are there any, Mike, did you wanna take on any questions or anything or? I have one question because I think it could be a roadblock for people. When you talk about review your direction, when you're thinking about that, is this, you know, because there might be multiple things that you're wanting to do better. You want to be a better parent. You want to be more efficient. You want to reach a goal with your business. So when you're thinking about review your direction, are you thinking about all the things you're writing, all the things down, just the biggest thing, how specific, or Mm -hmm. maybe just the next step? Like what's the best way? to effectively do that second? It's a great question. The the answer is simplicity, which means the biggest thing you want right now. Okay, And, and, and don't be a hero with that. I mean, I have two kids. We all want to be better parents. I have a wife. I want to be a better husband. There's a lot of things that I'm a competitive powerlifter. I have some serious goals in powerlifting, but I've learned how to manage all of that into a mindset journaling sequence. If you're new to the process, which I think all of you are, I don't know if any of you have ever worked in my four pillar system before, you want to keep it simple. And so for this, I would say, make it about your business, make it about your entrepreneurial endeavors, make it as specific as you want to, as specific as you can related to the outcome of where your efforts are going to take you specific to business. But I want to add one caveat, let the winds flow. Okay. Just because you've created a direction that you're walking towards right now, if that direction changes over time, great, let it change. Nothing wrong with that. That's essentially the sign of a good mindset. It's allowing for more opportunity now. I mean, case in point, my wife and I lived in the mountains north of Montreal, Quebec. I mean, we lived in the country. We didn't have neighbors. We lived in a forest at the top of a mountain. And like Mike Yanda said at the beginning, we, we ran a live stream, a very successful consulting practice, all from our home in the middle of nowhere. Well, now I live in Miami. We moved here 24 days ago because, you know, a very well-known celebrity from this area started loving the kind of work that Carrie and myself do in mindset, and he wants to create collaborations with us. Working with a, a famous rapper internationally was never on my radar or Carrie's, but life evolves, business evolves. So as things evolve, adopt new directions. The point is you have to have a place to start. You have to drive a straight line towards something. As that something changes, change with it, that's great. But in the absence of a destination, you can't ever get where you're going. Awesome. And then one quick one from Amanda, because this is a good question too. She says, from a habit standpoint, like with these pillars, when do you recommend doing each of them? Because you said count your ones at night. So when, how would you lay that out? Yeah, no, I, I addressed it during each one, but I, I like the, the kind of end around of bringing them all together now. That's a great question. So um, I learned my language in the morning, pretty much right when I wake up. That's number one. My imagine your outcome is at the down spots of your day. Uh, when, there's, when you're not occupying your brain with anything worthy, shower, driving, eating food. 
those are times where you want to spend 10 to 15 to 30 seconds in your imagination of what it all looks like and feels like. Um, counting your wins is the last thing you do before you go to bed because whether you know it or not, your unconscious mind does not turn off when you're sleeping. So it's great to feed your unconscious mind beautiful things to perseverate on while you sleep. And in terms of review your direction, as I mentioned during that phase of this call, I like to review my uh, direction in an articulation basis. So my wife and I sit together for an hour every morning from 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. And we do exactly that. We talk about where we are and where we're going. So review your direction doesn't necessarily have a time and a place in a day, but I do su suggest and support the idea of you articulating your direction with people. That's, that's a more uh, effective way of, of making it sink into the gray matter. An example of that, guys, Bobby and I, we meet every morning and we have coffee together on Zoom like this since we don't live in the same place. And we talk about what our goals are, what we're going to work on that day, Perfect. what he's going to work on in his business, my, his separate business, what I'm going to work on in, in my business. And we talk about all that. And we found that when we don't do that, it actually, we have worse days, <laughs> you know? And so when we're not able to meet, that's something that we always try to do is then I go to my whiteboard and I sit down and I talk out what I want to do and I write it all out and where I want to go. And so I, I that one I already do. Um, so I, I'm a big believer in that. And I've been around these four things and I've implemented them at better and worse at various times. But this stuff's really powerful. And I hope you guys got a lot out of this, Brian. I really appreciate, you know, how succinctly you went through all of this because I felt like this was a, you know, a multi-day lecture that you managed to put into under an hour. It's going to be really helpful. So you have any last comments? Is there anywhere uh, our guys can find you guys? follow you? What's the best way to, to find you? I know we have websites. I just, I'm not always sure what they are. Um, <laughs> Brian and Carrie. Find Brian and Carrie on Facebook. It's our fan page. Carrie is C-A-R-R-I-E. Just search on Facebook for Brian and Carrie. That's where you can connect with us. If you have any questions or um, my last name, by the way, is Grasso, G-R-A-S-S-O. If you have any questions, I'm happy to answer them. Just send me a private message directly to my, like on my profile, Brian Grasso on Facebook. I, I don't, uh, I don't shy away from messages. So you can connect with us there, however you like. And my closing comments are this, you know, I, I've always said this, do the work to make it work. This stuff works. We have field tested it for 25 years, again, in all the different ranges I've already explained. The people who use it effectively every single day always have massive change. The people who don't, don't. So it's not dissimilar from what Mike Yander is teaching you or what a doctor might prescribe to you for physical therapy. If you don't do it, it won't work. But if you do it, it will every time. So that, that's, that's my, uh, my, my hope for you is that you give it a shot. Perfect. Well, thank you so much, Brian. Really thank appreciate you. it. I know you guys got uh, work to get to, so we'll let you go. And thank you so much for visiting with hey, us. Invite me back anytime. It's my pleasure and honor. All right. You've been listening to the Laptop Empires podcast with Mike Yonda and Bobby Hoyt. For more information and the resources mentioned in this episode, go to laptopempires.com forward slash podcast.